0: Episode 177 is here, everybody, with Dominique Sanders, the head coach of Nordonia Basketball High School Boys Varsity Basketball Team. Also, find him online at neek.physique. We've linked him in the show notes. Big presence on Instagram and always promoting health, wellness, fitness, coaching, etc. All positivity, all inspirational stuff. Check him out. And uh, continue to spread the word, everybody. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review the podcast Share the episodes with somebody that you think might need it, think that could be inspired by it. This this one, of course, this particular episode with Neek, uh, we talk leadership, we talk coaching, we talk what separates the, the prime athletes from the, uh, the rest of the pack, and, and what also separates the athletes that have the talent but don't ever really make it and don't maximize their potential. Um, a fantastic conversation, one that I know you guys will truly enjoy. And with that said, here he is, folks. Please welcome the one and only Dominique Sanders. The Optimal Life. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Oh, Great to be back. Great to be back. How are you? It's been almost, It's it's been probably about a year
1: since did our roundtable. I think so. man. I think I, I saw a pop up on my memories on like Facebook not too long ago. So it's been around there. Yeah, for sure. It's incredible.
0: What a crazy, crazy year. Uh, since the 2020, the craziness of 2020, what was coaching like this past year while you guys were trying to create winners through a pandemic? What what was it like?
1: Man, it was it was definitely hard. It was it was, it was definitely you know a job done on pretty much adjustments. You know, I think you know fortunately our program, our varsity team didn't get hit with the bug. Um, our freshman JV team did, so it did cause a little stir in terms of scheduling conflicts. Um, man. But basically, how it was set up was that pretty much every team in Northeast Ohio, uh, every head coach was on the email list. And pretty much, you know, if someone got hit with the COVID or something, or they had to cancel, they send the email out to the basically to the chat saying, "Hey, does anyone have any games over? And you know, that's kind of how it was all year. So it was kind of mayhem. You got emails. You know, sometimes that used to say if you pick up a game the next day. So you know, it was definitely. Tough. I think the guys did a great job of, you know, just learning how to be young men and learning how to adapt to something that they are comfortable or used to doing.
0: Yeah, you were breaking up a little bit, but you were saying that they, they, you think the guys overall, the players did a decent job of adapting to the situation. Yeah, I think they did a did a great job of that. So, yeah, talk about how did the season unfold for you? I've been watching you from Instagram, seeing you posting things. This is the new way, man. I remember in high school, the only time you would see people doing anything when I was in high school was was the newspaper, the News Herald, or the yeah. Or now, all you got to do is go on social media, and you see neat Physique, and, and I'm sure you're not the only one. This is the new way, right? You're you're constantly promoting and marketing your yeah. your players.
1: Yeah, I think you know. I think it's crazy nowadays. The whole recruiting process is so much different than when we were back you know, going to school. You know, I, you know, everything's done through online, through like, like apps, you know, you know, web pages where you create your own profile. You'll send out, you know, links of your game film to college coaches. So so yeah, I think, you know, they're definitely learning how to be a young man a lot earlier than, than than we were forced to do. So um I think that, you know, again, yeah, you know, they did a great job and just kinda, you know, keep keeping their chin above water. Like I said, they, they they didn't pout. They didn't, you know, they weren't really frustrated with the situation. They just took it on the chin and, and rolled with it. And I think that, you know, it shows the character, you know, of those young men. I, obviously, every school has had different, different, um, situations. We know school that was in quarantine about three different times, mm. you know. So, yeah. So I and I know, so speaking with some, some uh, players on that team, and it was very challenging for them to kind of, you know, pick the pieces up. They were really, really good. Then, obviously, came, two-week break, uh, lost some of their mojo, and, and and for us, you know, we had a pretty steady year all year. Um, we were on the 500 mark. We were a lot better than we were the year before. Um, uh, we, we definitely had had some talent come back, which is great, and we, we look to, you know, continue that this year and, and, and throughout the program.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that's got that to make, coaching's tough no matter what. Coaching's tough in, in a regular, normal, we'll call it, situation. What had to make it extremely tough is these kids we're not only dealing with the pandemic from their own internal process, they were dealing with their families who might have been struggling throughout the yep. pandemic. And seeing parents possibly out of work, depressed, losing jobs, losing relationships, yeah. you know, turning to things that maybe they, I don't know. I don't know if you dealt with anything like that, but a lot of people were suffering. And then you, oh, yeah. coach of a basketball team, you're kind of like we talked about this briefly during our roundtable last summer. You guys are another father figure to these guys. So, what, how did you handle? How did you handle some of their emotional processes? Did you did you shift the way that you acted as a coach and as a father figure this past year?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, actually for sure, definitely. I've actually had some situations with some with some uh, student athletes this summer in terms of you know family issues and and stuff of that nature. And I think that's, that's where you play the fine line, you know, kind of being a coach and then being, you know, someone that's there for them, you know, for moral support and obviously mentally. Um, uh, I, I think for sure that, you, you know, you just switch – you put the shoe on the other foot. You got to you gotta approach a situation that, hey, you know, the, the kids know that you're there for them, you know, outside of basketball. At the end of the day, they do know there's a – there's kind of a different relationship versus – you know, on the court, playing off the court. You know, we talk about having that family atmosphere where you got something going on, you know, you know, reach out to a coach no matter what time of the day. And I think they definitely do a great job on that that. We can we text messages sometimes at 11 o'clock, you know, 1030 just about certain situations or, you know, just, you know, maybe questions about, you know, the offense or the defense, you know, just because guys obviously want to do their due diligence to continue to get better and perfect their craft. But, yes, man, it's – it's definitely hard at times to deal with the different personalities and the home life because you know this year we had a situation where a kid was a kids whole whole family had covid except him and he actually had to miss you know one of our one of our important games and then obviously um you know obviously a kid missing an important game is not the easiest thing to do you know
0: yeah that's always tough especially when he doesn't have covid you guys yep,
1: exactly <laughs> the only one the only one in the family that didn't have it and then you know, he, uh, he had to sit out because tracing.
0: I find coaching – I think coaching in life is a critical in every aspect. I don't think that athletes are the only people that should have coaches. It's – for some reason, we as a society tend to think the only ones – That's a that are, are athletes, right? Like, <laughs> point, man. Right, but, but don't we all why, – why is it that an athlete – it's so important for an athlete to have a coach, yet it's not so important for a business person or a student or a yep. student being to have a coach in their everyday lives. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And I give you guys so much credit and respect because it's something that's you're always evolving, you're always changing, you're always adapting. So, my question for you is in terms of coaching and in terms of leadership, what makes a sound and strong leader
1: to you? Uh, I'm going to make you sound a strong leader for sure is someone that hears out every single situation that that, that someone may be, in, and also someone that's consistent. And I think I think a strong leader is someone that you know in every understands that every situation is different. You know, you can't come in here and and and, and you know maybe try to kid or help a certain situation if you don't fully structure you know the detail. You know, you got some some, some people may sit here and and hey, a kid's late. Okay, we're gonna no matter what run him on the line. Well, why was he why was he late? You know, find out the reason. You know, was it a, was it a reason that is acceptable? You know, like I said, at the end of the day, these, these kids, these young adults, these boys are, you know, they're not fully grown. So we can't sit here and, you know, like we do professional athletes. Oh, you miss a day, no matter what, you can find or You, 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 you this happens. It also happens. You got, you got for sure find out the information on every situation as a great trait of a leader. And I, I think also a great leader is just being able to draw relationships with these kids. You know all these kids have completely different personalities completely different backgrounds and i think someone that takes the time to learn about these kids can also obviously uh, gain those great relationships with them which ultimately at the end of the day if you get, you get a like gain, gain a relationship with with someone um especially that you're mentoring then you know you'll have their 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 full divided attention you, and the trust but when you i'm sure you have we all have at times when you
0: experience Something that might not go as as well as you had hoped it would go with the individual that you're coaching. Oh, for sure, for you sure. Know, talk. Of, give us an example where you kind of, as the coach, say, "I fell short," and looking back, being the Monday morning quarterback, I
1: could have done this, Phil. Yeah, what's, what's something? Well it's, well, it's funny because we, we had a player uh, two years ago transfer transferring. He transferred in obviously the day. The week of trials. He was actually late in the trials. The trial started Monday. He passed for like Wednesday. And we're doing trials for like four days, Monday Thursday. And he came in. He's a very smart, intelligent kid. And I'm just like, you know, and I know I remember having a meeting with the coaches about, you know, we saw him for two days. What do we think? Blah, blah, blah. And half of the staff wanted him and half of them didn't. And I was one that kind of wanted to, wanted him, but also wanted to see him a little longer to make sure I can made that choice. So anyway, we kept. As the week progressed, boom, we kept him, put him on the junior varsity team. So this kid came from uh, a different school where he played varsity. small, A lot smaller school, but, you know, had the experience. So, you know, him, obviously, having varsity experience, being told he's going to be on the JV team, didn't really like, you know, uh, his placement, okay? So, obviously, you know, we get in the season. And, and and this kid, I mean, from the time he put on the JV jersey to the time last year where he played every single game varsity, he just dominated you know he's a great player. He he was he was very very smart. And, and I, it's funny because during our banquet, I, I, I the of the team and the, and the and the families, I explained how I was completely wrong with this situation. You know, he's a guy who told me coming in that 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 he's ready to play. And, and you know, I was the guy that came just because based on what I saw, they you know, need to, need to um I need to see you a little bit more. And it took a little bit longer, but he definitely was right about that situation. That's interesting. Hmm.
0: It's a, it's interesting too how we all could evaluate talent, and two people have two totally different perspectives. Correct, man. Right. I mean, especially sometimes, I'm sure you see this in high school when guys that you're competing with throughout the state of Ohio, and this guy is a five star rated or whatever, and you got mm-hmm. your team and you're going, my guy's not even really rated, and I know my guy yep. better than that five star recruit. Yeah, that's for sure.
1: Didn't that happened. Oh
0: yeah, definitely happens. Oh yeah. How does that? Yeah. What? How does that happen? How does a group of people like you just brought up a great example? Half of us were kind of in on them, half of us weren't. We weren't sure. We, you've got all these people that are watching the same thing. So, what do you think people are doing when they're making these evaluations?
1: I think. I think the big thing is like you touched back on as leadership. And you know, I think that the head guy he has to be the guy that has a staff that understands what they're looking for. And I think when you when you have everyone on page about what you know as a program, your goals are, then then you go out and find the players who fit for your program, or that, so that'll mold your program the correct way. Because not a lot of times, be real, not a lot of times. Let's say you're in a, a a top a top program, a sport program, just like let's say for example, Ignatius or Eds, where you got guys who legit only play basketball. So you have, so you're gonna cut guys who would probably be starters in some other schools. So you know that that that's a great situation on on that topic, and I just think that it's got to be prepared for it. What's the culture at your
0: place? You're at the you're the head coach at Nordonia, correct? Yes, correct. What's the culture to be a part of your team and your family? What is the type of person that you're looking for?
1: Uh, we all we we preach the word uncommon in our program. Being an uncommon athlete, uncommon person. You know, they're not the normal student going home after work. Playing video games or going home after school, playing video games and doing all that good stuff. These guys are, you know, going home or I'm sorry, going to their sport to either play a game or practice. So you talk about being common, you know, being a great teammate is first and foremost something we look, look for in the program, uh, a person in our program. Trust, I think that's very important, especially you know, not only in, in, in the in the realm of battle, but also obviously trust outside of the sport. You know. Are you gonna trust that athlete to do the right thing at home? Are you gonna trust that athlete to get their homework in on time all and that this stuff? And I think, you know, once these kids once these boys understand and know that the two, three things that you, you for sure expect out of their out of the program for them to be successful or to be a part of the program, you know, it, it's it's definitely a lot easier going on from yeah. that.
0: Kids listening right now, you've got seventh graders, eighth graders chopping at the bit, they can't wait to get yeah. And play for Nick Physique down at Nordonia. They're they're getting close. They're several years away. What are the, the the things that those kids should be working on today, so that they come in most effectively prepared, whether it's a year from now or three years from now?
1: The biggest, I would say, two things. I would say fundamentals, and I would say work ethic. Okay, you 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 you. you. It's fundamentals are something that you can always control every single day. You can control being able to dribble a basketball. You can control being able to catch a football. You can control being able to swing a baseball bat. Or, you know, you know, dribble a soccer ball is good things, and have that, have that work ethic. I think, I think now, especially nowadays, man. Like I said, the one thing if I did, if I if I to kind of compare athletes nowadays versus back when we were, you know, in, in high school, I would say athletes nowadays they, they work a little bit harder. They do. They work a little bit more harder on their own. All these kids have that trainers. All these kids go to group sessions where they're working on their craft. So I, I tell my athletes, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not working, don't, your, your, your opponent is. If you're not going to be working, your opponent is because that, that's the honest truth right now. And I think that, you know, they're getting that. And I, but I think you got to be hungry. You got to go out and it. So yeah, work ethic and for sure.
0: Kobe and LeBron and Michael Jordan and all the greats, they, they weren't the greatest, the greats because uh, of pure talent. So many
1: guys that had the same levels of talent, correct? Yeah, they so many guys. The way they worked. It's funny you say that because my brother played pressure and That's the one thing he said. When I, when I spoke with him about, you know, just getting into the NFL. I said, "What's the biggest difference when you when you're out there against against guys?" He said, "Honestly, they're all good." He just says that the guys separate themselves. Are the guys that work? He said he he says no no difference. He said, "Think about high school. You got you got players walking in five minutes before practice. You still get that in the pros." To get that, you know, at that level, so, yep. Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. Tom Brady didn't get lucky. (laughs) No man, they do. Yeah, I think about just little stuff like that too. Even like basketball, like like like, for example, uh, like LeBron, Jordan, those guys have won. Kobe, Shaq, and those guys just have worked, 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 worked.
0: Yeah, I mean, at some point, everyone's good. Everyone knows how to catch a football. Shoot a yep. you're at the pro level, especially everyone's good. Everyone's been doing this. Everyone could run a four-four if you're on the yep. And if you're on the defense, you, you, you defensive ends are all freakish athletes, and the, the safe yep. corners are almost as fast as, as anybody else that you've ever seen. And they're all good. That what separates yeah. even the elites of the, it, it always comes down to putting in the extra time when no one's watching. Oh, yeah.
1: That's for sure. I completely agree with you on that.
0: I remember your brother at Ohio State.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember. Was he eighty six?
1: It was eighty nine, right there. Eighty nine. He was eighty nine. He was a big boy. Yeah, he had big boy. Six, boys wasn't six, gonna, to he six. He was six. six. Run the defense, but no, he, he wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> he wasn't gonna blow by you at all. That's for sure. <laughs> he might get you some good blocking, and he'll move the chains on third and. That's right. he'll get you a first down. That's <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. But that's really what it comes down to is is work ethic. So, what you mentioned something before? You said you think that the kids. This was interesting. You said you think the kids today have a better work ethic than we might have had when we were going through school. Why?
1: Why do you believe that? I, I guess I, I guess I say that, but I, but I mean that in terms of in terms of going out there perfecting their their craft on their own. I, I think a lot of it is honestly resources is available now. I think that. You Know, like I said, you know, personal training is, is at an all time high than it's ever been. You know, like I said, these kids all have trainers, these kids all do things, you know, on their own relationship to their sport. Now, do I think that these kids work harder in terms of going out in the backyard and doing that stuff? No, I, I, I you know, these kids are, are, are technology savvy, they are, they are, they are they're there, they're home on the video game, they are, you know, doing stuff inside, they don't want to be outside doing that. But I, in terms of like going somewhere, in terms of like going to see a trainer, like I mentioned, going to a group session, yes, these. It is a lot more popular than it's back in the day, just because time changes, and that's just what the norm is now. Um, but like you know, I can remember, for example, I got to Kinston my uh, three years ago. I would get there at like four, 30, 45 minutes before our practice basketball. I'm a basketball coach, obviously. Uh, that's when I did J.B. at the time. Football obviously was always in the morning before, you know, so that way the football athletes could go to basketball once they were done. Um, and I would see, I would get to get there, and, and football would be over. I would see half the team in the weight room running around just. One more stuff after. It's just, it's just it's just and that's why they have a great football program. They distilled that mentality through all their athletes, and they're consistently consistently competing in their uh, division every single year, conference every single year. It doesn't happen by mistake. It, it's it might be uh, pain in the ass to have. Oh, I have to
0: do practice again today. I've got yeah, to, exactly. I've got to run. I've got to lift. I've got to. I don't want to do it. We've been doing this for a long time. I'm not in the mood to do it. The people that fight through and still do it are the ones that are to be the most successful.
1: There's just they're the ones the fourth quarter where they where they where they don't feel pressure in the game because they've been through. Absolutely. they
0: could handle the adversity because they've pushed through those painful times. The game's fun. That's easy. Yeah. They've pushed the game exactly, the game's fun.
1: That's completely true.
0: Nothing worse. We talk about elite athletes and professional, and you know, if you make it to the pros, you're you're you've done something right. You might you might fizzle out, and you might not work hard enough to then sustain at that level, but you've done something right. How about the guys that you've probably seen at a high school level that have the, all the talent in the world? Whether you've coached them or you've watched them from afar, they've got all the talent in the world.
1: But they don't have the work ethic to match. Oh my God. That's all oh, that's the worst. You see that thing about it, you see that so much more. You see, I I can remember a guy a coach, he's actually crazy say that he actually he graduated high school at least three years ago. You know, I think he just he's in ju- junior college still. Um, but i us see what he's talking about a freak receiver. Oh my goodness. I mean, we went we we it's when I coached Twinsburg football, we played against Denzel Ward, who's was a DB for the Browns. Obviously, he went to the Donny. Nandone, obviously, the where I coach at now, and I can remember this kid having success running around. When Denzel Ward was an NFL player. I mean, this kid all the tools. He was very fast. He's a track star. He was a he was a he he went to states for for her for uh, sprints and um, long jump. He's just a freak athlete, but just didn't work. Didn't, didn't every had every excuse for the weight room, you know? Didn't. Didn't get any bigger, you know. Obviously, had his speed, but he just he 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 had he had some recruitment. Um, teams that looked at him, small division ones and stuff, but didn't have the grades as well. Just didn't work. That's and that and that is like you said. Now that's a common story. All day, it's a common day. story for
0: sure. Common story. That's a common story, right? Like that's just very normal. Yeah. Sadly, sadly it is. Yeah. How has your coaching impacted you as a? You're coaching in, at, the, at the basketball level, uh, high school basketball. How has that uh, impacted you into your other coaching? Because you do coach everyday people at the gym, fitness, exercise. Et yes. Relate and and, tri- and how and if so, how?
1: I would say the similarities are you know kind of just being that positive motivation giving them that uh, intrinsic and extrinsic. Uh, this motivation factor can help them to help them reach their goal. I think that it is completely different, obviously, in terms of when you're coaching athletes, you're, I would say, you're definitely more demanding. You're more, it's basically kind of more kind of what you need to be done for us to be successful. You have a game plan. there. You're teaching them the game plan of what they need to be, or they need to do to be successful um, versus kind of that training a client. You're kind of, you're for sure a lot more, I would say a lot more kind of upbeat upidity, B, just just you know being positive for them to complete the workouts for them to stay on their nutrition plan, for them to you know have that set schedule on Sunday plans that way you're prepared for the week. If you're not prepared, um, then you're gonna fall behind and someone who's unprepared is someone who's gonna be for sure unsuccessful. What's the most rewarding thing of being a coach,
0: either in personal fitness or varsity basketball? What's what's something that, uh,
1: that stands out? For sure, I would say for, that's a great question. I would say for sure, um, the feeling, the feeling, once the feel like you see someone grow, like over time, you have it's always that time where you're like, finally, you know, you're always the time where you're like, so and so is finally starting to look a lot better. You start to see the changes, so and so has finally understood that what we mean, how to use an escape dribble before you cross over going to the other direction, you know, just that. I would say for sure is it would be that it would be just to um, see see each individual grow and that one moment where you where it finally stick uh, stands out that they've reached their potential or they've reached they've come close to doing so.
0: What's one of the hardest things being a coach?
1: The one of the hardest things being a coach is for sure. Oh, for sure, cutting cutting kids and telling them that they're, they're not they're not good enough. Mm. And I would say that, and, and if we're talking more in terms of sh- uh, strategic planning, I would say um, just putting the X's and O's together as a game plan for an opponent. You know, understanding because people think that when you watch film or you watch a pony, you watch the game completely different. You're watching for more of you know offensive sets they like to run, defensive strategies, defensive principles, tactics they like to do. Are they pre- are they a pressure team? Are they a pack line team? Um. Just things on that end. So, so, game planning an opponent for sure takes a hour, couple hours to do.
0: When you have to tell a kid he's not good enough, mm-hmm. what goes through first? What goes through your mind as you're preparing to tell him, "Hey, I don't think you have what it takes yet." And what's your approach to then keep him from from being you know from being so down on himself that he just gives up on on this thing for the forever?
1: Yeah. I you know it's crazy. I my story, I think I think I I think, you know, my story, I, I explained to you, I mean, I, I didn't have success playing basketball until it was late in my career when I worked. Like I said, I was an average basketball player until I put the work in the offseason and then I you know I became a pretty pretty good player. So I think that first and foremost, 90% of these kids that don't make it or don't have success, they you know they just inconsistent of coming in the offseason. They're inconsistent of you know, trying to perfect the work on their craft. So to a kid that that's not really you know, in attendance, you know, that's usually the first thing I tell them. I say, hey, you know, throughout the offseason, we have open gyms. These are my days. It's time you need to get here when you can. If you can get there, you need to tell a coach, you know, so that we can hold you accountable and, and things on that end. Um, to the kid that is there a lot and, and and still gets cut, then you just tell them to keep working. You know, obviously you tell you the stories that, you know, who, who might motivate them, Michael Jordan, how he got cut before high school or middle school, whatever it was, and, and, and just kind of explains to them that there's always ways to get better. You know, right? In high school, you can play travel for a little bit. You can play rec ball. You can you can do, play in their mirrors. You can do other things to perfect your game and perfect your craft. So that way, once the next time comes around for you to try out, hey, you're ready to rock and roll and you'll be hopefully a part of that
0: last and final selection. And I assume that kids that you've had to cut or tell them that they don't make the team, you've had those conversations. I'm sure there's been times where they have continued to work and they come back and eventually they're good enough to be part of the team.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. We we have definitely had that happen happen almost not every year, but definitely it happens often. It does happen often. This is awesome stuff,
0: brother. Uh 2020 oh, yeah. Obviously, uh you're get going into you're you're on a little bit of off time. I'm I'm sure there's still practices and you guys working out in the off season. Um Yes. What's the outlook for Nordonia's basketball team in the 2021-2022
1: season? Um, definitely, definitely have have talent. Um, our biggest thing is going to be able to um, get our, our our young guys with inexperience ready. You know, I think we're in a big time summer league this year right now. We're actually three and two. Um, we're in one of the, the toughest summer league uh, leagues, in for sure, North Northeast Ohio. And we play some quality opponents every 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 week, Tuesday and Thursdays. And we're and we're doing a pretty good job are so holding our own. Like I said. You know, we have some talent, but we got to get these guys ready and prepared mentally. I think, obviously, when you a first-time varsity player, you got some mental demons up there. You know, so you got to fight before you. pretty much put in the back of your mind, "Hey, I'm ready, and I can, I can contribute and play this game at this level." But, but, but we have, we have all the talent in the world to be there, so we look forward to an exciting season. That's for sure. We're so
0: hard on ourselves. That's true in in life, and business, and in, in everything in athletics. Yeah, I agree. Imposters we all have this imposter syndrome thing where we're like we we kind of feel like we should be here, but we're not we're not confident that we really do belong. And that's yep. that's the mentality. That's that's the part that's the hardest thing probably for you guys as as coaches. It's not the X's and O's. You guys know the fundamentals. No, exactly. Yeah. It's this up top. It's coaching the brain. Yeah, that's exactly what it is for sure. Uh, how's my alma mater looking these days? How's br- the, the brush arcs? Have you, you guys played against them? I tell you what,
1: brush. brush I think it's funny because we're. I was talking to Coach D at Brush is finally gonna have a down year this year. Man, they've been. <laughs> they and check, Coach Coach Chance had them boys rolling for for a long time. I know they they lost a lot. They lost their big boy going to um, I think he went to Purdue. It, I know they, it, it's just some young pieces. But I mean, they they they've been a pretty a pretty top team for the last five six years.
0: In our area, played on the varsity team. My brother, when he was a senior, played on the varsity team at Brush. It was mm-hmm. one. Of, I was in college, but I would come. I would watch. I'd come home and watch the game on a weekend, and uh, follow them in the newspaper. They had a great season. It was he had. They had Roy Hall. They had uh, Marcel Frost. They had. Oh a, yeah. They had several other good role players. My brother was a power forward kind of a you know the down and dirty doing the rebounds. Oh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> and let him ball for the life of him but he did all the other stuff. Yeah, that's all that matters. They had a great team man they had a great run. I remember they were playing against uh Warren Harding they beat Warren yeah, Harding they, was three in the state at that time with Prescott they're
1: always good every year. They're always good every year.
0: They beat Warren Harding and then they had a freaking close game against Shaker and, and um they lost that game in mm. the district finals. My point. Oh, I remember that. That's not too long ago. No, it was probably. Um, I'm going to say, you know, we're going back about 19 years or something, 19, 20 years. But still, that's hard yeah. to believe that I'm saying that. But um, yeah, for sure, it's really crazy, actually. But um, but my point is, is that those memories, even for me as a family member of of a player, those memories of high school basketball, they never fade never fade never fade what you're creating right now Neek with these guys and they might not know it right now they might not see it they're gonna look back 10-20 years from now and go those were some of the best freaking days of my life even the shitty days yeah. some of the best days
1: yeah for sure I agree man it's I completely a big, agree with that statement
0: it's a big responsibility that you have I appreciate that for sure yes take it on take it on your shoulders for sure hey um Final thoughts, uh, obviously things seem to be going well. Um, you're doing the, the personal training, you're doing the coaching, you've got all these things, great, positive. You're, you're promoting videos, positivity, fitness, health, your uh, social media. So anyone that's not familiar, where can they find, find you online?
1: Uh, my, my my name is Nick Zeke, for sure. Um, Twitter, CoachSan23. I'm not on that as much, but that's you to find a lot of information on the season in terms of updates about scheduling purposes and all that stuff. But okay. Instagram is yep yeah, is where I am. You'll find me at. We'll
0: tag you uh Neek Physique on Instagram. Check it out. We'll tag it in the show notes. Hey bro, great catching up with you again.
1: Great seeing you man. Great talking to you always. Appreciate you.